0: Omagyanati madanasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshurun mithamdena tasmai shi guruvena. Now I'm going to read to you from the Chaitanya Charamita in the preface to the book itself. And, uh, This preface, to give you an idea, is completed by Srila Prabhupada on March 14th, 1968 at the birthplace of Lord Caitanya, Sri Sri Radha Krishna Temple, New York, New York. There's no difference between the teachings of Lord Caitanya presented here and the teachings of Lord Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita. The teachings of Lord Chaitanya are partial demonstrations of Lord Krishna's teachings. Excuse me. The teachings of Lord Chaitanya are practical demonstrations of Lord Krishna's teachings. Lord Krishna's ultimate instruction in the Bhagavad Gita is that everyone should surrender unto Him, Lord Krishna. Krishna promises to take immediate charge of such a surrendered soul. The Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is already in charge of the maintenance of of this creation by virtue of his plenary expansion shiradakshayi vishnu but this maintenance is not direct however when the Lord says that he takes charge of his pure devotee he actually takes direct charge a pure devotee is a soul who is forever surrendered to the Lord just as a child is surrendered to his parents or an animal to its master in the surrendering process one should one Accept things favorable for discharging devotional service. 2. Reject things unfavorable. 3. Always believe firmly in the Lord's protection. 4. Feel exclusively dependent on the Lord, on the mercy of the Lord. 5. To have no interest separate from the interest of the Lord. 6. Always feel oneself meek and humble. The Lord demands that one surrender unto Him by following these six guidelines. But the unintelligent so-called scholars of the world misunderstand these demands and urge the general mass of people to reject them. At the conclusion of the ninth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna directly orders, Always think of me, become my devotee, worship me alone, and offer obeisances unto me. By so doing, the Lord says, one is sure to go to him in his transcendental abode. But the scholarly demons misguide the masses of people by directing them to surrender not to the personality of Godhead, but rather to the impersonal, unmanifested, eternal, unborn truth. The impersonalist Mayavadi philosophers do not accept that the ultimate aspect of the absolute truth is the supreme personality of Godhead. If one desires to understand the sun, as it is, one must first face the sunshine and then the sun globe, and then, if one is able to enter that into that globe, one may come face to face with the predominating deity of the sun. Due to a poor fund of knowledge, the Mayavadi philosophers cannot go beyond the Brahman effulgence, which may be compared to the sunshine. The Upanishads confirm that one has to penetrate the dazzling effulgence, of brahman before one can see the real face of the personality of godhead lord jaitanya therefore teaches direct worship of lord krishna who appeared as the foster child of the king of raja he also teaches that the place known as vrindavan is as good as lord krishna because lord krishna being the absolute truth there is no difference between him and his name qualities form pastimes entourage and paraphernalia that is the absolute nature of the personality of godhead lord chaitanya also teaches that the highest mode of worship in the highest perfectional stage is the method practiced by the damsels of braja these damsels gopis or coward girls simply loved krishna without any motive for material or spiritual gain lord chaitanya also teaches that srimad bhagavatam is a spotless narration of transcendental knowledge and that the highest goal in human life is to develop unalloyed love for Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Lord Chaitanya's teachings are identical to those given by Lord Kapila, the original propounder of Sankhya Yoga, the Sankhya system of philosophy. This authorized system of yoga teaches meditation on the transcendental form of the Lord. There's no question of meditating on something void or impersonal. When one can meditate on the transcendental form of Lord Vishnu, even without practicing involved sitting postures, such meditation is called samadhi. That kind of meditation is perfect samadhi. That this kind of meditation is perfect samadhi is confirmed at the end of the sixth chapter of Bhagavad Gita, where Lord Krishna says that of all yogis, the greatest is the one who constantly thinks of the Lord within the core of his heart, with love and devotion. On the basis of the Sankhya philosophy of Achintya Beda Beda Tattva, which maintains that the Supreme Lord is simultaneously one with and different from His creation, Lord Chaitanya taught that the most practical way for the mass of people to practice Sankhya Yoga meditation is simply to chant the holy name of the Lord. He taught that the holy name of the Lord is the sound incarnation of the Lord and that since the Lord is the absolute whole, there is no difference between His Holy Name and His Transcendental Form. Thus, by chanting the Holy Name of the Lord, one can directly associate with the Supreme Lord by sound vibration. As one practices chanting this sound vibration, one passes through three stages of development, the offensive stage, the clearing stage, and the transcendental stage. In the offensive stage, of chanting one may desire all kinds of material happiness but in the second stage one becomes clear of all material contamination. When one is situated on the transcendental stage one attains the most coveted position the stage of loving God. Lord Chaitanya taught that this is the highest stage of perfection for human beings. Yoga practice is essentially meant for controlling the senses. The central controlling factor of all the senses is the mind. Therefore, one first has to practice controlling the mind by engaging it in Krishna consciousness. The gross activities of the mind are expressed through the external senses, either for the acquisition of knowledge or for the functioning of the senses in accordance with the will. The subtle activities of the mind are thinking, feeling and willing, which are carried out according to one's consciousness, either polluted or clear. If one's mind is fixed on Krishna, his name, qualities, form, pastimes, entourage, and paraphernalia, all one's activities, both so gross, subtle and gross, become favorable. The Bhagavad Gita's process of purifying consciousness is the process of fixing one's mind on Krishna by talking of his transcendental activities, cleansing his temple, going to his temple, seeing the beautiful transcendental form of the Lord nicely decorated hearing his transcendental glories, tasting food offered to him, associating with his devotees, smelling the flowers and tulsi leaves offered to him, engaging activities for the Lord's interest, becoming angry at those who are malicious toward devotees, etc. No one can bring the activities of the mind and senses to a stop, but one can purify these activities through a change in consciousness. This change is indicated in the Bhagavad Gita 239, where Krishna tells Arjuna of the knowledge of yoga, whereby one can work without fruit of results. O Sanaprita, when you act in such knowledge, you can free yourself from the bondage of works. A human being is sometimes restricted in sense gratification, due to certain circumstances such as disease. But such prescriptions, but such proscriptions, are for the less intelligent. Without knowing the actual process by which the mind and senses can be controlled less intelligent men try may try to stop the mind and senses by force but ultimately they give in to them and are carried away by the waves of sense gratification the eight principles of sankhya yoga observing the regulative principles following the rules practicing the various sitting postures performing the breathing exercises withdrawing one's senses from the sense objects etc are meant for those who are too much engrossed in the bodily conception of life. The intelligent man situated in Krishna consciousness does not try to forcibly stop his senses from acting. Rather, he engages his senses in the service of Krishna. No one can stop a child from playing by leaving him inactive. Rather, the child can be stopped from engaging in nonsense by being engaged in superior activities similarly the forceful restraint of sense activities by the eight principles of yoga is recommended for inferior men superior men being engaged in the superior activities of Krishna consciousness naturally retire from the inferior activities of material existence in this way lord chaitanya teaches the science of Krishna consciousness that science is absolute Dry mental speculators try to restrain themselves from material attachment, but it is generally found that the mind is too strong to be controlled, and then it drags them down to sensual activities. A person in Krishna consciousness does not run this risk. One therefore has to engage one's mind and senses in Krishna conscious activities, and Lord Chaitanya teaches one how to do this in practice. Before accepting sannyas, the renounced order, Lord Chaitanya was known as Vishwambar. The the word Vishwambar refers to one who maintains the entire universe and who leads all living entities. This maintainer and leader appeared as Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya to give humanity these sublime teachings. Lord Chaitanya is the ideal teacher of life's prime necessities. He is the most munificent bestower of love of Krishna. He is the complete reservoir of all mercies and good fortune. As confirmed in Srimad Bhagavatam, the Bhagavad Gita, the Mahabharata, and the Upanishads, he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna himself, and he is worshipable by everyone in this age of disagreement. Everyone can join in his Sankirtan movement. No previous qualification is necessary. Just by following his teachings, anyone can become a perfect human being. If a person is fortunate enough to be attracted by Lord Chaitanya, he is sure to be successful in his life's mission. In other words, those who are interested in attaining spiritual existence can easily be released from the clutches of maya by the grace of Lord Chaitanya. The teachings presented in this book are non-different from the Lord. The conditioned soul engrossed in the material body increases the pages of history by all kinds of material activities. That's a good one. I'll read it again. The conditioned soul engrossed in the material body increases the pages of history by all kinds of material activities. The teachings of Lord Chaitanya can help the members of human society stop such unnecessary and temporary activities and be elevated to the topmost platform of spiritual activities which begin after liberation from material bondage. Such liberated activities in Krishna consciousness constitute the goal of human perfection. The false prestige one acquires by attempting to dominate material nature is illusory. Illuminating knowledge can be acquired by studying the teachings of Lord Chaitanya, and by such knowledge one can advance in spiritual existence. Everyone has to suffer or enjoy the activity the fruits of his activity, no one can check the laws of material nature that govern such things. As long as one is engaged in fruit of activity, one is sure to be baffled in the attempt to attain the ultimate goal of life. I sincerely hope that by understanding the teachings of Lord Chaitanya presented in this book, Sri Chaitanya Chaitamrita, human society will experience a new light of spiritual life which will open the field of activity for the pure soul. Om Tat Sat, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, March 14th, 1968. The birthday of Lord Chaitanya, Sri Shri Radhakrishna Temple, New York, New York. And now, please ask some questions that will illuminate the conversation or expand it.
1: Hare Krishna Gurmataj, Dandavat Pranam. So, this is Pangupika Devi Hare so, Guru Maharaj, in the last uh, lines you read these, uh, the conditioned soul engrossed in the material body increases the pages of history by all kinds of material activities. So, I am in this material world. So, whatever activities I am doing there will be some material, uh, what to say, vasana, like a i am unable to explain but that material uh, materialistic thing is there so how should i understand like uh, uh, that uh, how, how we are uh, how to uh, turn that into uh, spiritual because okay. in this material world we are there we whatever we do it is like material only how come I transform that to spiritual?
0: Yes, thank you for your question. So this is answered both in the Bhagavad Gita and by the disciples of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In the Bhagavad Gita Krishna says Brahmarpanam Bramahavir Brahmagnau Brahmunohutam Brahmaiva brahma Brahmakarma Samadina," And that is when you engage Dravya material things in the service of the Lord, then they become spiritualized. Just as much as when you take an iron rod and you put it into fire, the iron rod transforms and it becomes fire-like. And Rupa Goswami writes: Anasa tasya vishayan yatarham upayunjita nirbanda krsna sambandhe yusam vai ragyamute parpanchit kattaya buddhya hari sambandibhasina mukshabhi pratyagopar vai ragyan palgukatute. And that is that anything. That you have should be utilized in the service of the supreme personality of Godhead, and when you do that, then this is called uh, a renunciation by engagement. And if you have material things and you leave them aside because you don't either don't know how to engage them in Krishna's service, or um, you're misinformed and you think that uh, you can't touch material things, then he says this is false renunciation. So. The way that you can transform all of your life is by connecting all the activities to Krishna. As an example, if you work at a job, then you can give some of the fruits of your work to Krishna. And you can also think as you're doing your job that I'm doing this work for Krishna. And Krishna also says in the Bhagavad Gita that as you're doing your work, you should remember me. You should always chant. I'll read you the purport because it's a short purport and Prabhupada gives this very um succinct explanation for anyone who's working in the material world. So he says in um text number eight seven of the Bhagavad Gita, Tasmat Sarvashu Kaleshu Mamanus <laughs> Mara Yudyacha Maya Pitamanobu dear Mami Vaishyatsya Samshayaha. And this means Therefore, Arjuna, you should always think of me in the form of Krishna. At the same time, carry out your prescribed duty of fighting. With your activities dedicated to me and your mind and intelligence fixed on me, you will attain me without doubt. Now, it gets even more practical now in the purport. Prabhupada writes This instruction to Arjuna is very important for all men engaged in material activities. The Lord does not say that one should give up his prescribed duties or engagements. One can continue them and at the same time think of Krishna by chanting Hari Krishna. This will free one from material contamination and engage the mind and intelligence in Krishna. By chanting Krishna's names, one will be transferred to the Supreme Planet, Krishna Loka, without a doubt. See, Krishna saved us again. And let's see if there's more questions now. Okay, so we have the chat box and we also have facebook through which i'm receiving
2: yes Krishna Guru Maharaj, uh, yes i just had a comment because we sang that song gai gora Modur shore and then that grihe thako bone so there's another song we sing in the temple you know gaurangira duti pado in that also there is one line grihe ba bonete thakke so I just had that, you know, that the same um, thought is used in another uh, song as well, which we sing usually. So I just remembered that. But
0: yes. So there's a common theme that uh, you should go on chanting Hare Krishna and serving Krishna, whatever situation you're in, whether you're rich, poor, fallen, you know, born in a Brahmin family, any situation. Thank you for reminding us. Here we go from uh, Facebook. Madan says, uh, one intends to, one tries to it, uh, and keeps failing. Feels like that's God's will and, and grace is not forthcoming. Adds to frustration and almost feels smoke depression. Smoke depression. It's like you're trying to move away from worldly awards and still not getting close to Christian consciousness. One is here Oh, not there. Give up? Oh, what to do? Definitely don't give up. Bhakti Yoga is very, very powerful. And um, even for those who are trying, uh, Krishna will notice and he will reward your efforts. And uh, be very patient because it takes time in order f- uh, for the uh, habits of Bhakti Yoga to influence one's life generally because we've been in the material world for many many births and therefore it's very much in our nature to try to enjoy the objects of the senses and uh, at first it seems very difficult to practice bhakti but if you continue you'll uh, you'll begin to uh, at a certain point just taste the sweetness of the process of bhakti yoga and it's really not different from the life of material sense gratification, except for we're offering everything to Krishna. Except keep this in mind, that when you work in the material world, it's very hard to please anybody. You can't please your family, because at some point, they'll be dissatisfied with you for one reason or another. And you can't please the government. They're always moving on to something the next big problem they have to deal with, they forget their heroes very quickly. Um, People in this world are not easily pleased, but Krishna is. In the Bhagavad Gita, he says, And that is, just offer me a little water. <laughs> That's not so hard to get. Water or a leaf. I mean, he's so gentle when he says these things. That just There's some easy things that... He's making flowers and he's putting them everywhere in the world and he said, just take one of those. I made it, but you can offer it to me. And when you offer that uh, with a little bit of uh, devotion, then Krishna will reciprocate and uh, always chant the holy names. It's not so hard to move the lips. You just have to say Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And then Krishna will be dancing on your tongue and you'll feel satisfied. But this is natural to feel frustration in the beginning, but just don't give up. Because if you don't give in to hopelessness, then you'll, you'll become a hero in this lifetime. And if you do, then uh, what's the point, there's no enjoyment in the material anyway. And if it's not clear by now, uh, with this whole pandemic going on, then um, (laughs) you know, there's no sense in it to try very hard to try to make a a permanent solution here in the material world, but there is a way that you could be on a layaway plan for Krishna consciousness. Do as much as you can with what you can do right now, and it'll grow because every activity that you do for Krishna is permanent.
2: Okay. Hare Krishna,
0: Prabhuji. Oh, Hare Krishna, Balimadan Prabhu.
2: So, uh, I like your point of uh, stop where the the history let's not uh, add in more history. More rather than focus on Krishna and the Sankirtan parties. So, one of my question is last time also in Karthik, I was doing Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita um, seminar presentation and asked someone, many people, so what is the reason Srila Prabhupada chose Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita instead of Chaitanya Bhagavat? Because that time, both the manuscript was available. So, we like to give some. Any any Prabhupada ever mentioned anything because I gave my own interpretations but I wanted to hear the actual one if you have
0: yes it's because um, the the Goswamis were charged by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to uh, excavate holy places and then also they realized the importance of establishing they were part of the Samstapako establishing the, the Sampradaya for Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu See, all that was taking place around that time, and uh, Vrindavan Das Thakur before them had compiled what he did. And then, uh, of course, uh, then the Goswamis added a lot of Praman verses from the Bhagavatam and so forth, which was to establish... Nana They were establishing this sampradaya coming from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That was their duty. And so you'll notice the difference between uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat, which is just, it's Lila all the way through. There are very few Pramanam verses. He's just telling the story of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and uh, Panchatapa and so forth. But in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, is actually establishing the Siddhanta, of the Sampradaya of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He starts off vande Guru Nisha Bhakta Nisha, Isha Nisha Vatarakam, Tap Prakasham Shakti, Krishna Chaitanya Samjikam, and goes on uh, uh, to describe, you know, who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who Lord Nityananda are. And then uh, it's a, a, from there on, it's a string of verses from the Srimad Bhagavatam, um, showing, as Radhika Raman Prabhu was showing that the, the two philosophies, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's presentation and the Srimad Bhagavatam are identical. And so, um, you know, Srimad Bhagavatam is the ultimate authority, and Mahaprabhu accepted it as the ultimate authority, and the Goswamis, um, headed by Kaviraj Goswami, then put together this book to to, uh, to uh, establish that, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And his sampradaya.
2: thank you, thank you very much,
0: thank you very much for such an important and trenchant question. Hare Krishna, Guru
1: Oh, Hare Krishna, how's things at the
0: out. ashram over there?
1: It's going well. We have okay,
0: great. good, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Great to see you. you. Okay,
1: you too. I have a question. So, in the purport, um. Prabhupada says that if one desires to understand the sun as it is, one must first face the sunshine and then the sun globe. And then if one is able to enter into the globe, one may come face to face with the predominating deity of the sun. So does that mean that if we're trying to understand Krishna now, then maybe in our past lives, we were Mayavadis? Or is it like we could have gotten mercy from a devotee at any point, which is why we're trying to understand Krishna now.
0: Well, no, it doesn't necessarily mean we're Mayavadis. The verse doesn't mean that. And, and the other thing is, just a, for preciseness, a Mayavadi is um, somebody who's made a big mistake. That's why, you know, we call Mayavadi. They're peddling something that is, is actually um, uh, erroneous. And hence the name Mayavadi, <laughs> because uh, they made this categorical mistake in thinking that Krishna and, and his body are Maya, mm-hmm. they're part of. They, in other words, they say that they, they, the, the body is the same as the three modes of material nature. It's a production of sattva gun and so forth. But the real um, supreme is that which is beyond even the form, and so forth. This is Mayavadi. It's it's a mistaken idea. The, there's another terminology the brahmavadi who um and you'll hear descriptions of such persons in shantaras in the nectar of devotion where they like to sit and contemplate the all-pervasiveness of the lord and so forth and um the uh, four kumaras were such they were not mayavadis but they were brahmavadis but they were transformed when they smelled the tulsi leaves from the lotus feet of Lord Narayan. And, and the verse says that they then that they became uh, transformed in heart and uh, inclined towards the personal form of the Lord. Uh, there, Prabhupada is just pointing out that there is a progression. This is from Bhagavatam, as you know. Mm-hmm. A one, two, eleven, which is naming the that um, the absolute is advaigyan Tattva. It's one thing. There's only one truth. God is everything, and therefore is absolute. But there's categories, and those categories include Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan. They're different aspects of Krishna of his personality, and um, so there he's pointing that out that. Um, if you just see the sunlight you're not getting everything and then you might recognize that there's a sun globe it's coming from but then you got to go further inside the sun globe there's the uh, supreme personality of godhead who's manifesting all this effulgence and so forth and and however uh, Prabhupada points out that one uh, because of the the power the purity of of pure devotional service it's not that you have to go through all these stages in order to come to Um, to krishna Uh, because if you take to devotional service directly and uh, not that you have to you know meditate on brahman and then you have to uh, become fixed in paramatma realization and then from there you can come to understand uh, uh, Bhagavan. no by devotional service uh, 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 by the mercy of a pure devotee by performing the devotional service in the parampara system then you can um, come directly uh, to the understanding of krishna Pratyakshavagamam dharmyam krishna says this in the bhagavad-gita raja vidya raja kuyam pavitramida pratyakshavagam dharmyam is directly perceived and um also that um in the Bhagavad Gita, Vedeshu Yagneshu Tapasu Dhaneshu Yatpunya Palam Pratishtam Atyeti Vaditva, Yogi Upaiti Krishna is saying, if you take the devotional service, you get all the other things that are in the substratum. You know, if you if you have a um, if you need uh, five dollars and somebody gives you a million, your uh, five dollar debts are taken care of, no problem, right? So same thing. If you take directly to devotional service, then the other uh, aspects of Krishna are, are naturally already uh, within that. Brahmanuhi pratishtaham shashvatasha Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, "I'm the source of Brahman." So if you go right to Krishna, then you're there, no problem. I hope that helped.
1: Yes, thank you so much. Okay, Guru.
0: good. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Okay, let's see what else we have. Lots of stuff. Divyanga Prabhu said, Radha Madhava Nam Bolo Re. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> um, someone said they can't unmute. That was Shamalungi, but I think she figured out how to do that. Um, somebody unmuted her. Manjula Kant said, What a song. I love this song. It brings so much into the folks." This must be from Nam uh Gai Gora Marusvare, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, Shraddha Devi Dasi has a question. She says, um, Thank you for the class. You're very welcome. I have a question. What are the signs to look out for one who is chanting in clearing stage when the material desires are not there? Um, That is, how does such a person chant? Um, What are the signs to look out for? one who is chanting in clearing stage when the material desires are not there Shraddha, can you elaborate on that just re-ask it because i don't understand the question exactly
1: so, uh, so maharaj thank you so much for the class uh, when you were reading there were certain stages you were mentioning that in the beginning there is uh, their material desires oh. and then it says that then the all the material desires go away and that is the clearing stage so my question was that what are the signs that one should look for that you know the he chants without any deep mind doesn't go anywhere or how does that
0: well the bhagavatam says it's kind of like when you eat food uh bhagavatam says bhakti Parisanu bhava so when you're hungry and you eat food then you naturally feel that you're full and uh, you're getting full with every bite, should up high them. And then also you get tushti, satisfaction, and you get pushti, nourishment. And when you have that, uh, you don't need a certificate from anybody. You can tell for yourself when you're getting nourished, when you're feeling satisfied, and when your hunger's going away. So the same thing When you're uh, coming to the clearing stage, and it's the lower modes of nature are dissipating, and especially there's no more pinching from those uh, lower modes. And uh, one feels satisfied, especially envy. Envy is an um, all-pervading sentiment here in the material world that ruins everything. It's like poison. It gets in everything, gets on your clothes. And it just it, it it ruins our our so when we actually notice that the you know the envy is subsiding and that uh, we have an attraction uh, for chanting it's like that's the first thing we want to do not the last and um then you know there's a natural way in which we're we're attracted to hearing sarvamaya <laughs> guna Manogatira vichina yata gangam um, basam um, This is a, you know, Kapiladev says, when your mind runs after Krishna kata, when it's very attracted to it, that's, a, that's also a sign. You know, this is a, a, a nama bas, a clearing stage really means that you're getting genuinely freed from uh, the reactions to sinful activities. And this, the reactions to sinful activities really take place within the mind. The mind has a predisposition to enjoy material sense gratification and that creates more problems. But then when that disposi- predisposition goes away, you become a free person because then you can be self-directing and you can say, hey, I'd rather hear and chant. I don't, I don't want sense gratification. That's. <laughs> a, these are all signs that are kind of you know, they cross different uh, definitions like in Nishta we talked about and also when Kapiladev talks about devotional service beyond the modes of nature. Mm-hmm. But that clearing is Nama Basa and Bhaktivinoda uh, Bhaktivino Thakur's book, uh Chintamani, it is, uh, you know, mentioned over and over again by, by Hari Das Thakur, how beneficial it is. You know, should we, we should try for that. And just like eating, you feel it for yourself. You know that you're being satisfied.
1: Thank you so much, Mara. just a quick follow-up question. That um, just like we have the nine stages of devotional service and a person could be chanting right from the stage number one and of course chants way beyond till prema also. So this clearing stage is something that equates to the nishtha. I heard you say the word nishtha. So is, is that the matching that happens uh, um,
0: Yeah it's uh if if we're in the clearing stage the the symptoms of namabhasa the the effects of the rays of the holy name will diminish our our um obstacles and we'll feel it so it's it's very similar yeah
1: thank
0: you thank, You're I, welcome. thank you for
2: the question hi krishna Maharaj. yes i have a question about this clearing stage oh yes is there, is there anything mentioned in our Shastras about becoming free of, like, philosophical misconceptions um, along the way? So if one is trying to chant attentively, but there's philosophical misconceptions for whatever reason, is it possible that through chanting those philosophical misconceptions clear? Um,
0: yes, but Haridas Thakur also says that while we're chanting, We should also be hearing Sambandha Jnana every day because um, of course we can just say just chant Hare Krishna, but um, it's very difficult to just chant Hare Krishna if there are philosophical misconceptions or if there are material desires and so forth, all the machinations of the mind. And therefore it's important to hear and have regular doses of, um, Hearing from Prabhupada's books every day because then um, when we chant, we'll also be engaging uh, with the chanting uh, very deeply and it'll have a powerful effect. And so the two uh, complement one another according to Haridas Thakur. They should go together. I hope that was helpful.
2: Yes, thank you very much. Okay,
0: Hare Krishna.
1: Oh, I have a follow-up question, if it's
0: okay. A follow-up question?
1: Yeah. yeah yes. It, I, I was wondering that what is one ingredient that the living entity.
0: Has? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. Go ahead.
1: What is one ingredient, or if there is any one ingredient, that will actually help
2: a devotee to move from one stage to another in a faster pace?
0: Now you want the active ingredient. Just like in a in you know in an aspirin, they have all kinds of fillers and everything, but the actual. Active ingredient is the the few grains of aspirin that are in there, the chemical itself, right? Yeah, so um, Prabhupada mentions this as submissiveness. If you have this one quality of submissiveness, then you can uh, move from one uh, level to the next more rapidly. And all the um, secrets of Krishna consciousness will be revealed to you. So you can study the science of submissiveness. This is why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu points out, then he says, be submissive. And uh, you'll find that that uh, look at the beginning of the of the Srimad Bhagavatam. What is it that Shaunaka and the sages said was Sutta's main qualification? Somyata. He said, Somya, you're submissive. You're, you're soft hearted. Snigdasya. Snigda is a beautiful word. It's like uh, sometimes like affection, but it actually means something that's very smooth. Like ghee. If you take ghee and you put it in your fingers, it's very smooth. There's no grains in it or anything like that. And this attitude of, of submissiveness to, to guru and Krishna. And, um, you know, there's no rough spots and things like that. Uh, this is uh, the qualification uh, that you, they say, you are submissive to your gurus. That's why, you know, you're, that's why you were able to uh, take in everything. And that's why you're being put up on this, uh, in this position now. You're going to teach everybody the Bhagavatam because you were submissive. So, submissiveness is the key. In fact, Prabhupada makes comments about it in the Bhagavatam. I can, um, I can't divert my eyes right now to do that but um, somebody if they want to look up submissiveness quotes Balaram jumped right into it then uh, you can see that, that there's some real really powerful quotes Prabhupada gives about that veta tom bruyus you know all the secrets because you were you were submissive to your gurus, that's what they're saying. You learned all these things, so that's the most important quality for a disciple, somebody on the path of devotional service. Because what do we know? And if we're submissive to the right uh, personalities, then uh, Krishna will, um, you know, empower our hearts. What'd you find, Balaram?
1: Mukara I mean, Prabhu just posted the same. Oh,
0: Mukaravinda's got it. Okay, let's see what we got here. Uh, Oh, you quoted that. Yeah. Put something up about some submissiveness, though. There's some really uh Probably the, the quality. Put quality and submissiveness and see what you get. Or submissive and quality.
2: Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj.
0: Yes. Yogesh. Hare Krishna. Uh,
1: Guru Maharaj, what is the difference between submissiveness and surrender in this case?
0: Oh, they're just—it's just semantics. It's, you know, uh, translating things from the Sanskrit language into English can get a little clunky, because as we said the other day, surrender—you know—you surrender your passport, and <laughs> and the, you surrender at the end of a war, and things like that. And it's—it's—it's it's, it's kind of a. There's a lot of baggage in that word, surrender. Submissive means that you put yourself under somebody else. Surrender means basically the same thing. And there's also a process of surrender. What did you all find, a quote from Prabhupada about submissiveness?
1: Maharaj, um, we have one.
0: Okay. What do you got?
2: Tell me. So in the purport of Srimad Bhagavatam 3.25.30, uh, he says, so this is submission. The process of understanding transcendental sub- subject matter is not, ch- not by challenge, but by submission. The whole bhakti process is submission. That is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teaching.
0: Hey! The Pandit Circle is alive and well, I can see here. Very good.
2: Hey, Krishna Guru Maharaj, I have a good one I found in the system. Okay, let's go, yeah. Alex. Krishna. Uh, so it says, We cannot discover the mysteries of the Lord by our mundane endeavors. They are only revealed by His grace to the proper devotees. These mysteries are, are gradually disclosed to the various grades of devotees in proportion to the gradual development of their service attitude. In other words, persons who depend upon the strength of their poor fundamental knowledge and morbid speculative habits, without submission and service in the forms of hearing, chanting, and the others mentioned above, cannot penetrate to the mysterious region of transcendence where the supreme truth is a transcendental person, free from all tinges of the material elements.
0: Very good. Excellent. The hints just keep on coming.
2: Yes. Um, found another one. Uh, okay. It is not cheap. It is, it is not a cheap thing that immediately you learn God. But if you are submissive, if you are really inquisitive, then God reveals unto you. Nice. That's very, very important. Yeah.
0: And let's see what Mukharvinda put here. Uh, propagating... Did you look at the word quality and submissiveness? Okay. And we have Malati Priya said one must learn the transcendental subject by submissive and oral
2: reception. Guru much? Yes. I have one. Okay. Chaitanya Charitamrita 155 The development of submissiveness is the cause of proportionate spiritual realization by which one can ultimately meet the Supreme Lord in person as a man meets another man face to face.
0: Read it one more time.
2: The development of submissiveness is the cause of proportionate spiritual realization by which one can ultimately meet the Supreme Lord in person as a man meets another man face to face.
0: We rest our case. we could we could go on all night with submissiveness but that's where it lies because when a when a person or an entity of any kind is trying to enter into the secrets of a superior person there's only one way you can do it is through submissiveness you can't pry it out with a crowbar and you can't you know hold somebody at gunpoint and say give it to me which is many of the other processes for trying to discover the secrets of the universe are based on this idea that I'll, I'll dominate. And by my scientific prowess, I'll dominate. By technological prowess, I'll be able to pre- penetrate the secrets of the universe and so forth. And even some kinds, some approaches of, of, of discipline and in, in yoga and so forth, they have this idea that by my own power of pranayama, of, of diligently controlling the mind and so forth, then I'll pull back the curtain and I'll reveal the Lord. But at the end of the sixth chapter of on Dhyan Yoga, Krishna says, mm-hmm. Yogi Namapisarvesham Madgatanantaratmana, Shradhavan Yomam And that is of all yogis, the best one is the one is it, it loves me and you know is always abiding in me. And that comes through the process of Bhakti, which is it's a very gentle process, somya, somya tatsarvam. It's very uh, gentle and submissive to the, um, to the superior, Krishna, and to all those who are coming down in the line of Krishna, and submissive to the, as uh, um, Malati Briya gave this nice thing about being submissive to hearing the Bhagavatam. Think about that. It's all about submissive hearing. And also, that's a different kind of hearing than hearing because you want to uh, get the information and then dominate someone else. He <laughs> could go through the database and say, "I got him now, boy." <laughs> you know, listen, listen submissively. That uh, what do I know? I'm a, I'm a fallen, uh, helpless jiva, and I'm going to submissively listen to the authority, Krishna. And if we do that, then everything—everything everything good will come. Thanks for sparking that. Good question. That goes to the essence. We want to know, you know, how to, how does it actually function? What's the active ingredient? Well, I think we have time for just one more question.
2: Hari
1: Krishna Mahārāj, this is Pran Gupta. Yes. So, Guru Mahārāj, you mentioned. Uh... Sambandha when you are answering the question for the clearing stage, what is that? does that Sambandha Gnana mean?
0: Sambandha means relationship. It means that um, we have a relationship with Krishna in five in five different varieties. That is a Shantaras, which means this kind of passive appreciation. And there are, in, in Vrindavan, there are... Um, devotees who actually Chaitanya Mahaprabhu really started with Dasya which is there's an impetus to serve the Lord and do service for him and then there's the relationship of of being a friend and there are varieties of friends that Krishna has, like Arjuna is a city friend and then there's friends in Vrindavan and some of the friends are, are uh, more intimate with Krishna, the more intimate friends Krishna has are the ones who wrestle with them and they think that they're equal or even better than Krishna. And then um, there's uh, parental affection, headed by Mother Yashoda. The best of all the devotees in parental is Mother Yashoda, Maharaj Nanda. And those who are um, attracted by this and this have this uh, proclivity towards, um, towards this uh, rasa when, when fully developed, you know they follow in the footsteps of devotees like nanda or yashoda in their mood of worshipping krishna in that relationship they see him as a as a dependent child and mother yashoda is always running after krishna when he leaves in the morning to make sure he got his lunch just like you see in this world you know how your mother treated you and was always uh, nurturing and so forth then you can have that relationship with krishna and then there's the uh relationship of um of a lover. That contains all the others and is the most engrossing to consider the ujjala ras and the topmost of rasas, uh, most effulgent in qualities, and that is a that is a, a rasa that uh, some devotees are attracted to and, and are deeply within. And no matter what rasa one is in, what relationship Krishna uh, what relationship one has with Krishna, it's perfect. They're all perfect there's none that are lacking and each one of them in each one of them the devotee feels like this is the best and also at the same time appreciates the others and glorifies the others and also recognizes uh, which ones are more perfect and most perfect and so sambandha again means starting off with understanding what krishna taught krishna what krishna taught arjuna in the bhagavad gita which is um that Arjuna, you're not your body. You're a, a spiritual soul. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the Chaitanya Charitamrita starts off uh, be, uh, uh, answering the question of Rupa Goswami, who am I? <laughs> like, who am I? That's where you start in Sambandhagyan. It's like, who am I? Where did I come from? And and then he tells him, Krishnera Svarupahoi um, Jivara Suparhoi Krishnera Das uh krishnera tatasta shakti beda Beta prakash he tells him uh, that you are an eternal servant of krishna and that you're also the uh, part of the energy of the lord this is Sambandha, knowing your relationship what category of energy you're in um, krishnera tatasta shakti or tatasta shakti of krishna krishnera of krishna beda beda prakash and so you know you're part of krishna and um so that's relationship. Then like who am I? Uh Kesha Gra, Chaitanya Marbu goes on, Kesha Grashhatabhagasha, Shatam Shash Shadrashatmaka, Chiva Sukma, Swarupo Yang Sankatitohi Chitkana. You're a, uh you're smaller than one ten thousand size the tip of the hair <laughs> and you're chitkana, you're a particle of eternal consciousness. And then he describes uh, that the Lord has three energies. He goes on to say, uh, he says that, Vishnu uh, Shakti Paraprukta, Shetra Gyakya Tatapura, Vidya Karma Tritya Shakti Rishite. There's three major categories of energy. And your relationship, Krishna, is as tatasta that, uh, you can either be engaged, uh, get caught by the spiritual sense, uh, by the material sense gratification in Maya, or you can transfer yourself to the spiritual world, either one. So these are the preliminary teachings of Sambandha Gyan. And then the, I started with the more advanced understanding that we actually have an eternal relationship, personal relationship with Krishna. And we're meant to uh, awaken that. And simultaneously, it also means to understand Purusha. you don't have any relationship with the material world, really. You're a foreigner here this is not your place. Does that make you feel better? I mean, if you think the place this is messed up what's going on in the world. It's because we don't belong here. This is not our thing. We don't like this kind of um, sideways dealings all the time everything, uh, you know, getting turned over on its head. We want to live in an eternal atmosphere that's such a shoot a sattva that's pure goodness none of this rajas thomas it's like a sand and the sweet rice and now not just a little sand somebody put a whole handful in the whole thing's wrecked so no happiness here that's samband again so you have to hear that regularly to understand that uh i'm sorry (laughs) <laughs> uh, say it again. nyo sanatana You should know when this material world gets destroyed, uh the spiritual world doesn't isn't touched. I said in that little video the other day, I was driving beyond I was driving past the uh Comfort Inn with my godbrother, and I was just thinking like yeah, comfort in if they if they put discomfort in, no one's going to want to stay there. <laughs> Bad branding, discomfort in and the and Krishna deems the material world, Dukalaya kalayama It's the discomfort in welcome, you want to stay here? I don't think so. That's sambandh again. And then he says, there's another world that you're part of that doesn't get destroyed. It doesn't get COVID-19, no COVID. They're afflicted by other things, but they're very nice, the affliction in the spiritual world. This is not so nice. Uh, so, you know, that's somebody again, you have to keep hearing about it because Maya is very, very convincing and will try to convince them. No, no, you know, your family, friends, and everyone's like, oh, what are you talking? Greg, you stay here, make money, you know, uh be happy get a beautiful girl you know you know it all turns sour in the material world this is not our place we don't like it we like the spiritual world we like Krishna and he's our friend so that's someone again you have to hear that and then when you hear that you really lean into chanting in fact I recommend read a little Gita before you do your rounds because uh, it'll supercharge your, your rounds to get that kind of sunbund again before you chant. Okay?
1: Thank you so much, for no, thank, thank you
0: for you. such nice questions. They're very uh, helpful, precise. In fact, all the Actually,
1: questions. Actually, I'm right? noting all the points here. Hey, look,
0: Gopal <laughs> Champu Prabhu is on the call. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, thank I'm you. so happy we got a little chance to t- uh, have some bhajan, Krishna kata, and so forth.
1: And today and this, is Guru maharaja I'm fasting.
0: Today is Ekadashi, and it's a very important day. Today is Hari Vasara. It's the day of Lord Hari. Hari everybody.
1: Lord Thank, Thank Lord you, Gurumara.
0: And we should respect Mother Akadashi, because if we, if we uh, expect respect the Akadashi, she'll take care of us. <speaking> please keep the transcendental vibration going Hari Hari Bal, everyone say please. Hari Hari Krishna. Hari Krishna. Hari Krishna. Hari Krishna. Hari Krishna.
2: Hari Krishna. Hari Krishna.
1: Hari Krishna. Hari Krishna. Hari Krishna. Hari Krishna.
0: Krishna. Krishna. Hari Hari Krishna. Hari Krishna. Hari Krishna. Natteri Armarman, man Natteri Hey Natteri Marman, man Natteri armar Marman, Natteri armar